Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. How are you doing, Ben? Are you alright? I'm very well, Luke. Have you had a nice Condor week? Condor with a K. I've had a nice week. Have you, how's your week been? Been alright. It's, uh, it's quite tiring. I was talking about this to Dan. I was at work the other day and I fell asleep. For half an hour. <laughs> no way. Did well, you? like, there's only two of us in the office, and um, <laughs> that's Ed, fine then. Ed went early, uh, and I, I like I was like the only man in the office for the last hour. Just fell asleep for half an hour. <laughs> last man in the office. How did <laughs> it feel though when you woke up? Did you feel like amazing? Oh, yeah, pretty amazing. amazing yeah. yeah. So I needed it. I definitely needed it. Yeah. What about you? How have you been sleeping? Uh, <laughs> I've been sleeping well. I haven't been falling asleep at work. I don't feel I get away with it. Unfortunately, there's about. 28 people in my office, so I think if I fell asleep, someone someone would just pour hot coffee down my back or something. Very mean. Or slap me across the face. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I've been been sleeping all right, you know, sporadically. I don't think I sleep that much. I I always think I don't need much sleep, but then I know one day it's all going to catch up with me. (laughs) It's all going to catch up. That's death. That's what happens when you die. Exactly. That's when you die. So he's like, I wish I slept more because now I'm dead. Yeah. Speaking about death. And I can sleep forever. (laughs) Speaking about death and dead things. um, So last week we talked about Kill List. Uh, it was a good film. We both enjoyed it very muchly. And tonight we're talking about The Evil Dead. The first one, the original, not 2013 remake, not Evil Dead 2, not Army of no. Darkness, not Ash vs. Evil Dead. The, the Evil Dead, I think it was 1983. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about the film, Ben? Well, well, Luke, I'll tell you a little bit about the film. So The Evil Dead is a 1981 Got it wrong oh, there, mate. Come on, come on then, mate. Bloody, bloody 1981, yeah. American supernatural horror film written and directed by Sam Raimi. An executive produced by Raimi and Bruce Campbell, uh, who also stars alongside Ooh. Ellen Sandvis and Betsy Baker. And the uh, synopsis is five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly release flesh-possessing demons. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that okay, cool. That's it. Um, it sounds sounds lovely. Uh, so, Empire, the magazine of which we are taking this list from, 
had this to say. The ultimate experience in gruelling horror, in quotation marks, uh, proclaimed the end credits. Hubris? Not really. Some commenters believe the remake wasn't funny enough, but the last indie Evil Dead franchise only really arrived with the Splatstick sequel. Here, first time out, what we have is an unrelenting and often genuinely frightening oral and visceral assaults with only the occasional easy-to-miss quip to diffuse attention. We can't bury Shelley. She's our friend, muses the shell-shocked Bruce Campbell, surveying a still-twitching, dismembered corpse. That, that bit's pretty gruesome. Uh, the minuscule budget and claymation effects only add to the unsettling atmosphere. Um, Rotten Tomatoes give it 95% fresh, 70% on Metacritic. And uh, what's your initial thoughts? Have you seen this one before? Yeah, yeah, I've seen this before. I think my my first ever experience of of um, Evil Dead or the Evil Dead was Evil Dead Two. Yeah, which I think yeah. is a lot lot of people's experience. And I think for a long time, even though I knew that film was Evil Dead Two, I kind of got the two they blurred into one. Now I know Dude, because there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of similarities between them. A lot. Of, I know Evil Dead Two kind of like goes over some of Evil Dead. Is that right? I think it goes. So over this some this of is stuff. this is mental. So Evil Dead Two, <laughs> even though it's called Evil Dead Two is a sort of parody remake of The Evil Dead. The Evil Dead is a this one is is a horror film like it's it's got some black comedy in it but Evil Dead 2 is a is a proper horror comedy. I'm the same Which as is, you. I've only I saw Evil Dead 2. I've seen Evil Dead 2 so many times. It's one of my favorite yeah. films. So it's weird to see this one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um was it Sam Raimi did Evil Dead 2 as well? Yeah, so it's all Sam Raimi uh, apart okay. from the, the so, remake. So, was it almost like he's like, I've got more of a budget now, so I'm going to essentially tell the same story, but do exactly what I wanted to do with it originally without any budget constraints, or not any, but without as many? Maybe. That's what um, that's what Kat said. She said, like, some artists like to, they don't feel like they did it right the first time, so they like to go back and do it again. But this is so straight. Like, this is going to be very difficult for us to talk about this and review it uh, within the correct context, because our context is, this is the prototype of Evil Dead 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like... Or it's not... It's, I don't know, it's just... Like, I, I know Evil Dead 2 so well. There's so many bits in that film that I love, like, and I quote and... Like, my my hand! Give me back! <laughs> like, there's so many things in that film. And then watching this one, I don't know I don't know how I felt about it. Did you enjoy, did you, yeah. did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it, but as I said, because... because I mean, I... Evil Dead 2, I wouldn't say it was one of my favourite films, but I do know it really well. Like yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it numerous times where I think with this version of the Evil Dead, of it, well, the original Evil Dead, I've only ever seen it once. Yeah, um, me too. Which is yeah. when, I, when, I, when I bought the Blu-ray like trilogy. Um, probably, weird to call know, it a trilogy as well. So weird to call it a trilogy. It's, it's, it's the weirdest trilogy ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> trilogy of all time. It's like, we got this one, we got this one, and then we got... Army of Darkness, which takes place in medieval time. And medieval has, and, and Army of, I'm trying to explain uh, Evil Dead to my friend Dom, because uh, he's uh, only seen Army of Darkness. And I was trying to say, okay, so there's oh, Evil right. Dead, there's Evil Dead 2, which is a, sort of a remake of Evil Dead. There's Army of Darkness, which, which has two endings. Um, <laughs> then there's Ash vs. Evil Dead, which is a sort of a sequel of the one of the endings of Army of Darkness, but they're on about... The other ending being like an alternate dimension timeline where they might meet at some point. Since it's insane, it's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> but but I love it. I absolutely love it. The franchise. Is I mean, I, I mean, I, I do love the franchise. This one, I think, was more of a more of a difficult watch simply because it isn't as accomplished as Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two in yeah. a lot of different ways. Not not just the effects, but the acting, 
the music, the cinematography. Actually, the, the monobrow. Story. Like, Ash, monobrow. monobrow. Did you notice Ash's shoes as well? What? No, I didn't. What, what shoes? Man's rocking some interesting little plimsolls going on. <laughs> go back, go back to it just to see Ash's shoes, really, mate. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, it was eighties. Yeah, I um. So I put out. Uh, <coughs> I asked on Instagram if anyone had any like if anyone wanted to say about the Evil Dead. Uh, a guy called M Brad Restless said, "I think it's a true classic and helped shape what would become common aspects of the eighties horror flicks. Very original stuff and starts Raimi's ability to make slapstick." And the outright humor is creepy and gory. I think he's getting a little bit confused with Evil Dead 2. <laughs> All right, okay. The Evil Dead, <laughs> there isn't that much slapstick. The only thing I can think of is the amount of gore and blood. Like, it's like ludicrous. And, and like, the all the creepy bits where the deadites are just like singing in their sort of crazy, creepy, weird voices. That's sort of humorous, yeah. but it's scary. Like, it's, it's quite, it's not, it's not a slapstick, I don't think. I think some of the violence could possibly be misconstrued as slapstick, maybe a little mm. bit, but yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't think that's the intention of it. It's not intended to be like when, you know, when people get knocked about and stuff, then yeah. it does seem a little bit slapstick. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, found, I thought this one's a proper horror film with some black comedy elements. Well, it, I think this is the definitive Cabin in the Woods franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, I'm sure it's the original Cabin in the Woods type film, and well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's banded with something before that, but um, it is essentially the original, the definitive Cabin in the Woods film. When I think of a Cabin in the Woods film, it's the first one I think of. Yeah, the evil book in the basement. Um, the kids, they're smoking weed or having fun. Yeah, it's it's just the, yeah. it's the prototype of it. It's, it's what I mean. Maybe yeah. this, maybe this happened in older films. I I don't know, but. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it, it, because we're looking at it after like another thirty odd years of cinema. Yeah. Is that right? Nearly forty. Even more than that. Nearly, nearly forty. Be like thirty years. Yeah. Nearly 40, 40 years of cinema, and we've seen so many different horror movie tropes. It almost feels a bit <clears throat> a bit cliche, which is yeah. a, a strange way of sort of saying about a film like The, the Evil Dead, which came out in nineteen eighty one, and you know a lot of the stuff wasn't cliche. Yeah. A lot of this stuff was ori- was original. So looking back on it with 40 years of hindsight is probably not the best way to watch this film. Yeah. So possibly. So so far, uh, this film, I <coughs> sad to say, but I've enjoyed this the least out of the three films we watched so far. Yeah, I'm probably with you there. I'm probably with you there. But uh, okay, so let's talk about the the story and and, and the key players. So again, uh, yeah. one of the listeners who listened to the last show, no, the first show even said we should do a little bit where we just talk about the main characters in the story. So uh, Ash, played by Bruce Campbell, um, actually a bit of like a non-character in the first 25 minutes, I thought. Like, it's, like he didn't really do that much. He it, it was sort of pointing towards the other guy, Scott, who was the sort of the loud, brash... Uh, he's the jock! Yeah, he's, he's the, the jock. jock, man. He's the jock, yeah. He was doing all the stuff. He was opening the cabin. He was the guy who books uh, the cabin where they're all going to stay. Um, so I, it, it's, I don't know if that was like a conscious decision by Sam Raimi to like make it look like he was going to be the main character. I don't know, but Ash has got the screen presence. <laughs> when he when he comes into his own, he's got the screen presence. Yeah, I mean, for for a while, well, for probably like maybe a third, maybe even longer than that, maybe like two thirds of the film, it wasn't that he was like a non-character as such, but he was kind of like this ain't the Ash I know. Exactly. What's he playing at? Yeah, yeah. What's he playing at? He was like shy. Come on, Ash. Wasn't... 
he was shy and he was like uh, I didn't, he didn't know what to do and he was terrified I mean obviously that's in in terms of Ash's character arc it's nice to see this yeah. this sort of like early early stage of it definitely because yeah. for, for me it's something I'm not, not really familiarised too much with with the character I yeah. guess you forget what he was before he became a fucking badass especially when you watch Ash versus Evil Dead and now he's the ultimate version of Ash like the quips are so on point like like catching the the chainsaw on his wrist, like in midair, like he's he's full on Ash now. <laughs> but yes, yeah, yeah. it's so weird to see him in in this sort of shell of himself. Uh, so the <laughs> other main characters, it's quite a small cast to be honest. So Cheryl, who is Ash's girlfriend, uh, we've got Linda, who is Scott's girlfriend, the the other guy, and Shelley, who's Ash's sister, who is the victim of a terrible tree based attack in the woods. Um, we're not famous famous scene. Um, we won't go to that just yet. Uh, let's. Do you want to start off with a story? Like what? What essentially happens? Yeah. So these guys are just on their way to a lovely little cabin in the woods, and they're drive and they're driving there, and they they go over a bridge, which someone someone utters a cliche line: "This bridge is solid as a rock." And then and it, as the bridge and then starts to fall apart. <laughs> yeah. In in any film, when someone says "it's solid as a rock," you know for a fact. Shit's gonna go down. Someone's gonna fall apart. Someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of the plot, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty. Yeah. There's nothing too complicated going on here. So five, how many of them? Five. Yes. Five friends go to go to a cabin in the woods where they're staying for for what reason? Just a little bit of a getaway. D- yeah. Just I mean, they don't even explain it. I think it's just a weekend away. Nice little weekend Lovely. in the woods. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have a nice little weekend in the woods? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, full day at work, and you want to, you know, just get away from it. <laughs> yeah, and it's ruined by um, possession, demon possession. So there's a book, there's the Book of the Dead. What's the Book of the Dead called again? It's called ne- like the Necron- Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yeah. Have you have you been practicing that? Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, a Necronomicon, and they find a recording from some. Is can't, he like a, a science? Is not like him and his wife like archaeologists? And they, yeah. they've been to the ruins of Kandar and uh, he he recorded the incantation. Uh, so, so yeah, so Scott, the, the jock, takes the, the the tape player upstairs and plays it. And he's also, I don't know if you noticed this, but Scott says the most like, over-the-top things. It's like, yeah. so they, they start playing the tape and then um, Shelley, who's Ash's sister, She's like, no, don't do it. This is making me feel bad. Like, so the the tape is like doing this incantation, um, and it, he's basically said it's going to raise the dead and they're going to possess the living. Um, so he's trying to do it, and then she says, don't do it. Stop the tape. And he goes, I'm going to break your face. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's so out of like out of nowhere. I'm going to break your face, and like he says it like it's a joke. And I was thinking maybe the in the script that was written in a sort of more of a dry humor way, but the way he says it, it's like. He's joking, but he really does want to break your face. <laughs> that totally passed me by. So maybe that's just totally normal for me oh, to appear oh. in a conversation the way it did. Yeah. All I all I remember is the the, the girl, the first girl who's possessed. What's her name again? The first one is uh, Shelley. Is Shelley? Yeah, yeah. She she kind of overreacts a bit, doesn't she? Shut it off! Shut it off! Shut it off! Yeah, just yeah. like really, really losing her nut. Ooh. And I was a bit like, oh, Jesus. Christ. You were like, oh, we don't want to break her face. I really want to break your face, love. It's just an incantation. Let him do his thing. Jesus. So Scott's Calm like, down. <laughs> Scott's like, I want to break your face. And then he, he puts it back on. 
it finishes the incantation. Did you notice that the incantation ends with him going, Kanda, Kanda, <laughs> Kanda? And I was like, what? They started talking to me. I didn't know it's that either. Yeah. There we go. I was really into that bit. Just hearing my don't, name. Over don't, and over. don't repeat it. Don't repeat yeah. that at home because you know yeah. what happens. Cat will be coming at you. Just like, Aah! yeah. <laughs> like any other night then. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's like, that happened. Like this, this is maybe one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy this one as much as either the two. Because once that happens and once the possessions start, it just kind of meanders around and it's just a, a series of people getting possessed, killed, possessed, yeah. killed. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then they're inside, they're outside, they're inside, they're outside. Exactly. Yeah. Different people are possessed. Um, so, Shelley gets possessed first. Well, so uh, so we should talk about Shelley's famous scene that got this film banned in many countries. Uh, banned? So Shelley's, Shelley's like, fuck this shit, I'm, I'm running away. Um, they play the incantation. There's some spooky stuff happening. I'm, I'm off. She runs into the woods. I was in her jammies. This, in her jammies. I was watching this with Kat, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> um and it's quite it's quite funny to see because it's like very low budget to see um, the the trees come alive and they like intertwine around her uh, legs and thighs and arms. It's all very bondagey, and then it a tree just rapes her. <laughs> a tree this, just does a does a rape does a rape rapes yeah. one off. Yeah, I know, I know, what you, <laughs> I know what you mean about the low budget stuff because there was a lot of just like. Twigs coming towards the yeah. camera that someone was clearly just like holding, just, coming towards <laughs> just tickling over the twigs, yeah, tickling over um, the twigs. Um, yeah, I mean that that scene. I think I mean, assuming you've seen the remake, the yeah, remake is yeah. like super violent, brutal what tree you, rape. Just just as a side, what did you think to the remake? I quite like the remake. I mean, I know what you mean. That it's it's pretty much comedy. There's no comedy in it at all. But I really like that though. I really thought it was cool. <laughs> well, I thought it was brutal. I thought yeah. it was brutal. The whole like, like ra- a... raining blood bit at the end. I was like, oh fuck me, this is yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was super gory. But I'm I'm kind of glad that they didn't try and do an out for out remake, and they didn't. They also didn't try and have an Ash like character. Yeah, yeah. And I think if they maybe had done that, it would have been a lot more like I don't know who who could have been like Ash in it. Like although... as soon as you do that, you draw comparisons, don't you? And, and... yeah. J- <laughs> Jim Carrey in the Evil Dead remake. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Um, so she gets raped, basically, and and she runs back to the house, and then so this is where the first possession starts. This is the bit where um, the two girls, the other two girls, are, are like guessing the cards that are on the. Uh, so one of them's like, "What card oh, yeah. am I holding?" The other one's like, six of clubs." And all of a sudden, Shelley starts just saying them outright, and then it's that that scene that always sticks in my head that you will die. Like the others before you, and it's the first yeah. time you hear the dead eye voice, and the dead eye voice is ludicrous. Like <laughs> it's so silly, but I don't. It's still scary. It still creeps me the hell out. Well, I wonder. I wonder how they went went about doing that voice. I wonder how many different yeah. people talking, how many different recording techniques they did because it was it was pretty horrible. Nowadays, you just put like a plug in on like a a pitch shifting yeah. plug. Yeah, exactly. I've been, uh, as as I told you already, I've been playing Resident Evil Seven, yeah. and there's a very good. Deadite like voice from a certain character, yeah. and I I played it like hours after I watched this film, and I was like, shit, that sounds exactly the same as Evil Dead, and it it's weird, it is ludicrous, but do you think this is the first what... film that did that? That sort of um, weird. Well, well I don't know because like The Exorcist had quite a lot of. Uh, did it? Weird, 
when they're seventy eight or something. Exodus. So I think Exodus is seven, seven, maybe seventy eight, maybe earlier. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, I think that was just a man's voice, if I remember. But I'm pretty sure it's synthesized in some way. Yeah. But that I think Exodus was the first creepy demon voice which I ever heard, where I was like, "Oh Jesus, will is that me?" <laughs> yeah. And so already I'm. I'm I'm watching this in Evil Dead, and I'm I'm waiting for the things that happen in Evil Dead Two uh, to to happen. So there's the bit they lock Shelley in the cellar, and yeah. there's the whole there's a, like in Evil Dead Two there's a the whole eyeball popping bit, and there's all that kind of ludicrous <laughs> stuff that just that just makes that film so much more fun and watchable, I guess. Whereas this yeah. one, it's just, they're just sort of wrestling around the living room, and I understand because it's low budget and it's um, you know it's the first film directed it is good and it is sort of scary and horrible but it just kind of meanders around and i just got a little bit bored one thing that kind of took me out of it a little bit was like the makeup the special effects were good like because it was almost like they were so some of them were so ridiculous that it just looked so strange you're just like oh my god what the hell but i think the makeup was so inconsistent yeah. But one minute, one minute it would be like someone made up, and the next minute that would be the same character, but like clearly with a wig on. Yeah. And then, and then with like completely different makeup, and it kind of like took me out of it a little bit, where I was a bit like, what, what, like, what's going on? I don't know if that was a conscious decision to make yeah. the demon transformation look like it was kind of like changing or something, but it got to, it, it did get to a point where I was a bit like, it does look a bit naff. It does look a bit like it reminded me of Alan Partridge. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. Alan Partridge as a zombie? With tungsten <laughs> tungsten screws, his little claws, and he's got a flap of a flap of skin, which is a shower curtain. Yeah. No, a sh- shower is a shower curtain. Yeah, it's a flap of skin. <laughs> and it reminded me a bit of that, where it was just like, right, how can we turn these guys into into the undead? I know, just slap some oil of ole cream on their head. Yeah. And they're ready to go. You know, put some bloody mayonnaise in their eyes. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> like, so. I, I'm, I'm struggling even now to think about what even happens after that because it's just a series of the being possessed. Yeah, it's a series of people being possessed. So Shirley gets possessed, gets put in the put in the um, basement, and then they sit around for a bit wondering what to do next. Then the next woman kind of gets possessed. I'm not sure how that happened. The three women got possessed first. Do you, what, what, I mean, what do you think that means? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but uh, is it three women? So I'm trying to think of the, the, even the order of it. So. Shelley and then is it Cheryl, his girlfriend? No, no, Cheryl's Cheryl's last. So it was the, it was the other chick. I can't remember. I can't remember what her name was. Okay. She was the one who just um just came at Ash and the other dude for forever. It was like the longest, most drawn out. It was like a twenty minute fight with her. Yeah, and then she ended up getting sawn into into pieces, didn't oh, she? Oh yeah, that, that that bit was pretty gruesome. Uh, yeah, that, that, and that, that it, was it, like it, like guts are like squirming on the floor, and there's this horrible noise that just goes on for. So long, the sort of squelching noise. It's gruesome. How, yeah. Right, okay. So, so there's a knife in the basement that looks like it's gonna be like the weapon to to kill the deadites. Doesn't do anything. Like it works for, like it makes them cream for some reason. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were creaming. <laughs> they were they creaming. Were just, they were milking all over the place. They were milking out their mouths, milking. Out, yeah. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then so. How does the film even end? Like I'm struggling to even think. Because... So, 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 not long after that, Scott's obviously injured, and then um, Cheryl gets like, after getting a pencil on her ankle, just gets put to bed because, like, you, I know you've had a pencil on your ankle, and that probably hurts, and it might get infected or whatever. But if I just put you to bed, 
you'll probably be all right in the morning. Yeah. So so Ash, so Ash puts her to bed, and then obviously she wakes up. She wakes up possessed, which is unfortunate, as a weird sort of creepy laughing because the rest of them are like uber violent. Zombie-esque sort of now. Yeah. And she's more like a sort of laughing child. Yeah, and there's a bit so, where there's like, she's laughing on the floor. Uh, the other guy's dying on the on the chair. There's um, And Ash is just sort of wandering around, like, going, oh, what should I do? He does give her a couple of snifty little backhanders, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. She's laughing, and he's like, shut up. <laughs> Slaps her about a bit. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? So how does the film end? Uh, well, then he takes um, Cheryl out to bury her after after he after he kills her because she tries to pull the old, I'm not possessed anymore. I'm all mm. good. It's fine. And he's like, oh my god. And then um, Shelley does the same in the in the uh, basement. Put, gives in the old one two of uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Eventually, obviously, they they try to kill him again. So he uh, kills Cheryl and tries to bury her. And then there's a whole. There's a whole sort of like scenario where they're outside and she's. See, it's weird this one because I am struggling now to remember exactly what happened, but it's it could... because not much does. Yeah, like there isn't really like a a climax. I think maybe there's. I seem to remember like the sunlight because I'm getting mixed up with Evil Dead Two again. So, which <laughs> which ends with like him flying into a different time and dimension. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Are you looking it up? Uh, yeah. What the hell happened at the end? Like, does he get in the car? Um, at the end, he just doesn't he? So he so he goes back into the house to get get sort of attacked in the house, and um, right there. This is really unprofessional. I'm really sorry. No, it's, it's. I think this is like. A... So yeah, so Scotty is revived as a demon. And he yeah. attacks Ash when he goes back upstairs. Well, Cheryl savagely beats him with a fireplace poker. Ash gets his hands on the book. Oh, yeah. Ash gets his hands on the book and throws it into the fireplace. And then both both okay. both Scotty and Cheryl decay. No, not Cheryl, Scotty and Shelley decay into blood and bones. Them decaying, so obviously the possessed possessed Scotty and possessed Shelley, them decaying was insane. It was like about five hundred different versions of like creature effects. Yeah. Slash special effects, like really up close, like some fucking porridge. Just oozing there was, out of there a was some porridge. Like I noticed, porridge so... oozing out of a sleeve at <laughs> yeah. one point. Yeah. Like... Um, so like the claymation is pretty gruesome, but yeah, there was some porridge. <laughs> I did notice that. But yeah, um... yeah, the por- I mean, the porridge was lovely. Yeah. So then after it ends, Ash covered in blood stumbles outside as the sun begins to rise. Before he can get into his car to leave, the entity attacks him from behind and lets out the final scream. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We forgot to mention mention as well that initially when they tried um, when um, Shelley wanted to leave, they went back to the bridge which they came across, and it was sort of like all bent in, horribly like they were stuck there. Yeah, you know, stuck in a dimension again, very cabin in the woods. Yeah, so So that happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, so there there isn't really an act three, like no. So it's got it's got it introduces the concept. And then it just sort of meanders from Act Two. That that's where this film sort of falls down, I think. Yeah, I think this film kind of it struck me as a film where they had a concept, and I imagine they had a lot of cool creature and special effects stuff they wanted to do, but rather than sort of going with a solid idea of of structure and acts and stuff, it was kind of like, well, we'll just get these people to get possessed and Ash has to fight them off. That's kind of 
going to yeah. be it. Yeah. Maybe this is, is why he went back. Well. Maybe this is why he went back and redid it, essentially, for Evil Dead 2. Yeah, possibly. He wanted to possibly. do it a bit better. It's quite, it's quite a short film as well. I mean, it's only like 85 minutes long, I think. Mm. So, I mean, that's pretty short. What do you think to do the directing style? I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. a lot of it's informed by sort of the, the low budget, but there's some interesting things. There's the whole first-person POV of the demon thing flying through yeah. the air, which is... I don't that know that was good. It was, it was like the embodiment of evil or something, wasn't it? Like, we could see yeah. through the eyes of evil. I mean, that is another thing, that when you see it, you're like, I've seen this so many times, but you know for a fact that this must have been one of the first times it was done. I think I think um, a reading reading up this was the first time that was done. Yeah. So, oh right. Okay. So that's pretty amazing. So that's so this is the, that was the first time like we've seen something from the POV of the of the creature and the evil or something in a horror film. Yeah. And I mean, you get because you get it all the time now, don't you? You get it in slasher slasher movies, yeah. monster movies, um, any ghost movies, any sort of horror shit. You'll see something from the POV, and obviously certain directors elaborate on it much more, where you actually be able to see a bit of the of whatever the threat is but yeah, yeah although, I, although i liked it i could tell that a lot of this stuff was was obviously done because of budget constraints but there was a lot of stuff that worked i think yeah i think um obviously it's incredibly innovative and i think you do have uh sam raimi's love of fluids <laughs> like <laughs> when i think sam of, raimi's love of fluids. when i think of sam raimi like i think of um like Blood shooting out the walls, vomit, and like, there's always like, there's always lots of icky fluids everywhere. Like, so drag me to hell is another one on this list later on. That's yeah, that's of, coming up. That's, that's got coming a lot of fluids soon, in. Huh? Yeah, that's a great film. I love it. Um, and uh, so even a two is full of fluids. Like, they're just so. He's very. He's a very juicy director. I have to say. Spider Man Two is full of fluids. Tobey Maguire's fluids. You just can't. You just can't see him. You know. It's just. It's interesting that. Uh, so for Spider-Man, that, that classically it was like a, a web shooter, but Sam Raimi made it uh, a fluid out of the guy's wrist. All oh, right, there we go. <laughs> Shazam! Yeah, go web, go. <laughs> uh, jump scares. What did you What did you think? There were probably a couple of like jump scares, but nothing that I didn't see coming a mile away. Really, it tended it to just... happen. It tended to happen when uh, they opened the door and they looked out out of the cabin, their heads were out yeah. of the thing. And then you knew something was going to happen then. I think at one point when Shelley's hand came through the floor and grabbed like someone's ankle was a oh. bit like, yeah, that was a bit fair. But, uh, but pencil on the ankle. I mean, I know that's not a, that's not a, um, <laughs> that's not a jump scare, but I was definitely like this. I couldn't handle that. HB as well. It's not even just like a quick, like in and out. It's, it goes in and then they just sort of wriggling this pencil around the ankle for so long. Yeah, that was that was gruesome. That was brutal. Uh, yeah, Ash got he got. I mean, he got fucked up a lot as well, didn't he? But he got like the skin torn off his legs at one point. By... Yeah, they're like scratching at his legs. It's um, scratching his legs. I'd say that was the, the the pencil on the ankle was a shit your pants moment for me. But yeah, more, yeah. more in the sense of it just looks so brutal. It just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even like today, like if I saw that in today's horror films, I think it would still have the same effect on me. Yeah, yeah, that's like a good. Horrible, like a body horror. Yeah, genuine. I mean, I felt, I felt the pain in it. But again, if you do get a pencil on your ankle, don't worry, just put yourself to bed, and you'll be fine in the morning. Apparently, according to the yeah. logic of this film. So, film is great. Not my favorite so far, but just because I, 
I think I, I think I'm struggling to see this without seeing without seeing it through the uh, the veil of Evil Dead Two. Yeah, um, yeah. but obviously That's it's true. been incredibly like influential. Um, it's the whole cabin in woods in the woods thing. It's you know the the, the POV of the demon. It's uh, it's a great film. It's amazing. What do you think of the uh, soundtrack as well? See, I was thinking about that. I was struggling to even think what it actually was like. I, it, like it was. There were a lot of um, ominous electronics. Oh yeah, no, yeah, okay, that's bringing it all back. Stuff like that, which I, you know, I like. But again, again, forty years of hindsight. Moved like, especially with like the, the new wave of synth in horror films, like exactly. stuff like it follows. It kind of felt like, again, probably. It, it felt, to be fair, the, the soundtrack felt quite John Carpenter to me. Mm. If I like, it could have been a John Carpenter score, because um, I've recently gone back to The Fog. That's later on the list as well. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Um, I think I went back to that before we before we tackled this list. But uh, yeah, a lot of ominous electronics in there, and I think it's it's a it's a really good way of making a horror movie soundtrack because it's not too complicated. You kind of just get a few a few chords. Yeah, and it kind of it does set the mood very well. Is it, yeah, so again, like I don't know if this was one of the first films to do it like that, probably not, but it's it's one of the films that's watched all over the world by all these horror filmmakers and people who went on to make their own films. So it wasn't like this film is a good film, and I want to stress that because it's an incredible film, it's done a lot, but just I, I struggled to watch, like, I didn't enjoy it that much. I, I think, I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna watch. The Evil Dead. If you're gonna think, I've never seen an Evil Dead film. Definitely watch this film, but do not think. Don't watch Evil Dead Two first if you've never seen any of them. Watch this, but then persevere with Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, and just yeah, to take up because I'm thinking I was thinking of the legacy yeah. of Evil Dead. As much as going back to this film after we've seen Evil Dead Two, it's hard to think about this film as being a masterpiece. But I think yeah. we need to think about the legacy of Evil Dead and what this film meant for horror at the time and what it eventually did mean for the evil dead as a franchise essentially. Yeah. And also this kind of film becoming, becoming popular. Yeah. I mean, it's quite, it's quite unique, isn't it really? I mean, the horror, the horror comedy genre is one of those, which the majority of which is pretty naff. Yes. Yeah, so very, like there's very few films that have nailed this tone. And I'm thinking of like an American werewolf in in London, and I'm thinking of Shaun of the Dead, where they they are horror yeah. films, but they're also pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, American Werewolf in London is much more. That's nowhere near as, as slapstick as this, really, is it? But no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I know I know what you mean, and and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Apart from that, I mean, it's hard it's hard to think about another sort of film. Not many films do it very well. Like it's it's very difficult to get that that balance right yeah you can have like comedy elements in a horror film and horror elements in a comedy film but to have a horror comedy film as convoluted as that sounds yeah is pretty rare really yeah so uh i've got some trivia for you uh say if it's true or false okay see how you do uh the original script called for all the actors to be smoking marijuana when they are first listening to the tape the actors decided to try this for real and the entire scene had to be reshot due to their uncontrollable behavior <laughs> uh 
Yes, that's true, I reckon. Uh, yes, yes, that's oh. true. Well done. Uh, the, the number two, uh, the cabin itself. <laughs> the cabin itself belongs to Bruce Campbell's uh, uncle, who had been using it to store old furniture. All right. Uh, false. Oh, you're good at this. Right. Oh. I, I maybe it's not that you're good at it. Maybe I'm just terrible at like I put so much more, de- so much like fewer details into the stuff I make up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about this? The film was shown to Stephen King, and it was his glowing endorsement uh, that sold the film to the public. And to uh, uh, New Line Cinema, who bought the film after that. Stephen King. Mm-hmm. This this definitely seems like something Stephen King, Stephen King would like. As long as that's true. Oh, man, you are good at this. Free for free. Oh. And that's uh, that's all the trivia I've got. So. Oh, free for free. Yeah, Shit, dude. I'm getting I'm getting good at this. Or maybe I'm just. I'm lurking on IMDb, looking at the trivia section just before we do these things. Yeah, you're, you're, you're practicing. You're like. Giving yourself like pop quizzes in the morning. <laughs> to be fair, with the Devil's Backbone, I did do that, and there were a few I was kind of, I kind of knew. Yeah. But with this one, I've gone in blind with this one, man. Yeah. So I'm um, damn good. Uh, so we come to the end of the episode. Now at the time where we have to grade the films, this is a difficult one to grade. So I'll let you go first. <sighs> it is a difficult one to grade because obviously you don't want to be disrespectful to, as we've discussed, the legacy of the Evil Dead because it's a very important film. But taking, I think when I grade films, I'm going to think I'm going to grade it on my the the viewing experience I had at that particular time watching it, and I did feel a little bit like like I couldn't concentrate 100 percent a lot of the time because I was like, what's going on? Who's this? What's this? Yeah, yeah. So I'll put a C. Mm-hmm. I think a, I think a C is fair. Okay. Well, I went with C plus. You're a C plus, okay. Because, okay. It, like I said, yeah, it's a great film, um, and it will be an A for some people. Maybe the people who watched this first, and it was their first experience with Evil Dead. It's going to be an A for those guys, but not for me. Evil Dead Two is my Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel the same. I, I mean, in terms of like ranking all of them, Evil Dead's probably my favorite. Army of Darkness, close second. Um, can you include the remake in this? Thing is, it's really good, and um, so. Evil Dead, the remake, um, it just, it was very uh, true to the Evil Dead franchise, but it, it was fresh and it was, it was good and it was, and it's brutal and scary. So I really yeah. liked it. I really liked it as well. Yeah. And it was a completely fresh, it was a completely different take, wasn't it? So mm. as, as much as it's what a remake needs to be, a yeah. remake, when people do play for play remakes, exactly the same film, exactly the same tone, exactly the same direction, exactly the same dialogue that's when a remake really stinks yeah um or or can or can be a big pile of shit but with the evil dead remake i kind of took it for what it was which was it's not it's not the same film as the evil dead there's no ash type character and it's more of a horror than a horror comedy and uh yeah pretty terrifying horror as well so (laughs) i guess um i guess i have to give this one a c like as an overall grade um yeah I'm pretty, I think it belongs on the list. I'm enjoying the list so far. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying the list. Um, pretty good film up next as well, one I haven't seen in a little while. So I've not seen it, so it'll be my first time. All oh, right, okay. Oh, amazing. Um, I I haven't seen it for years. Uh, years. It's called Audition. You know, uh, when I think of so, I've just seen the uh, uh, the, the screenshot of the image and um. 
And I'm, I haven't looked at like the synopsis or anything, but it takes me back to that time where we went. We were doing a comic con in Lincoln. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't that. We were at Skip's house, and there was like we were up till like two in the morning, and there was like um, yeah, yeah, some weird Japanese film, and there's like a woman <laughs> in like bondage gear kicking a guy down a set of stairs. Yeah, and, like yeah. he's like saying thank you. Like I'm hoping it's not that film, to be fair, but. I don't think it was audition. No. Okay, good. As far as I remember, I do remember us watching Football Factory. Now is Football Factory on this list? It's it's, it's not. I'm afraid. No. <laughs> what are we even doing this for then? What's yeah. the point? If Football Factory is not on this list. I wonder if Danny Dyer is going to turn up somewhere. Neil Mascal has. He was in Kill List. Yeah, Football exactly. Factory. We've seen him already, so we might see Danny Dyer in something. Yeah. Let's let's every week let's discuss Danny Dyer watch, and uh, if Danny Dyer was in something, you know, great. If he wasn't. Then the film gets. Can you imagine Danny Dyer as a, as a deadite in, in The Evil Dead? That'd be fucking terrifying. <laughs> That'd be fuck absolutely. Fuck you, you fucking mag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stripe you out, mate. I'm gonna yeah. stripe you fucking out. Um, yeah, this this list has been like a uh, a great like tour of the different types of horror, and I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, because uh, essentially this, even though it's number forty eight. In the list of fifty, mm-hmm. this is essentially the first horror film you'd say. Like oh, yeah, if someone, yeah. if if you said someone the Evil Dead, you'd automatically go oh, horror film. You know exactly what to expect. Whereas the other films obviously have obviously haven't been out and out horror films. So even though this is a horror with comedy elements, it is the first horror horror jit horror 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 film. Yeah, yeah, yes. Cool. Uh, so the next film up is Audition. If you want to watch it. No one's stopping you, but I mean, um, get, in, get, <laughs> get in touch. Let us know what you think. Uh, follow me at Twitter at Luke of Condor. That's Condor with K. Follow Ben at at Ben underscore Errington. Uh, cool. So this show is brought to you by the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Uh, become a patron and get early access to episodes, bonus content, and heaps of free stuff at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks. Oh, I still don't know the guy's name who did the music. Um, <laughs> oh no this guy is going to be absolutely furious of us check the show notes for that um, thanks to Acast for hosting the show thanks to the listeners if you enjoyed the show give us a 5 star rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe uh, thanks to my co-host Ben for being a horror dude thanks Ben thank you Luke thank you very much thank you, thank you very much and uh, I'm going to stop the recording so see you next week bye